If I could title this sermon, which I really don't usually do, but if I was titled this thing, I would I would call it the Father Gives Us Revelation. Okay? Uh, there's there's something special about God. There's something special about who he is. And in times past, he has revealed himself to prophets and people in different ways. You know, from the very beginning of time, we see God revealing himself uh, as a creator, amen, and as a mighty God and as a judge and as all these other, uh, you know, Moses seen God as as, uh, as not just a deliverer, but also uh, 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 a person to be reverenced, you know, uh, a holy and just and, and powerful God, you know. And, and, and throughout the ages, uh, things were often looked at and, and even misfute because we as people look at this God and, and man, he's, he's awesome. He's powerful. He is God. There is no other like him. But when Jesus came on the scene, he showed us someone totally different. He showed us a heart of God who is in a direct sense a father. No one else had seen him as a father before. In fact, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees kind of ridiculed Jesus because he often called God his father. But it wasn't just, you know, seeing Jesus calling God father. It was that Jesus was revealing the father to us. And that as sons and daughters of the Most High, we could also have that same relationship with God. Having a father. Not just a God with us, but having a father with us. And, and the Father has a distinct, uh, uh, distinct ability to do something. I, I did not see this until just within these last couple of days. I, I, I've really seen something special that I want to show you guys. And, and uh, I, I want to pray, first of all, because I really, really, really want this thing to come forth with God's favor, amen? With God's heart, with God's word. Man, it is something that is very big. And if we can grasp a hold of this thing, I really believe that we can move forward. I really believe that we can move up, we can move ahead. If there's any bondages, man, these things will be broken today. I I'm telling you the truth. There's some, you know, uh, it says in the word that my people perish because of, of a lack of wisdom, right? A lack of truth. And, and then the Lord says, you know, that if the sun sets you free, you're free. And, and we're often found in bondage because of a lack of truth. And the revelation of the word brings us forth and opens up our eyes to a truth that we may have not have been able to see before. And I'm telling you guys, this is one of those days. I really believe that God wants you guys to really see something for the first time that maybe unlocks some things in your life. That maybe will create a foundation in your life where you can see this thing and move forward. Because until we can see the truth plainly, I think we have a hard time. I think we can be wishy-washy, wondering if this is the truth or this is the truth. 
And I really believe God has given me something that is foundational that you guys can stand on. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, you are my Father. And I thank you. I thank you for pulling me out of the fiery clay. I thank you, Father, that you love me enough to, to mold me and to shape me into the son that is obedient to this morning. Father, I thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. I thank you that you've given us a heart that runs after you. I thank you, Father, for giving us this day. Now, Father, give us the word this morning. Give us the bread of life. Give us something that is good for the body, that's good for the soul, and good for the spirit. Father, I ask this now that I may glorify you as being the Father and the author and the finisher of our faith. And I pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to the book of John, to the 14th chapter. Lord, help me. We'll start in the seventh verse. John chapter 14, we'll start in verse number seven. Now, I, I want to really just take this chapter here and probably even chapter 15 and kind of dissect a little bit about what Jesus was wanting to show his disciples. Amen? There's, there's truths that Jesus was trying to get to his disciples and his disciples were needing to see this thing so that they could move forward. Amen? Amen. And during this time, Jesus was, well, he was obviously in the aspect of teaching. But in starting in verse number 7, he says, If you had known me, and you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him. And have seen him. Okay? Who is the Father? Who is the Father? And how do we understand who Father is? You know, there's so many... There's so many gods out there. There's so many religions out there. There's so many denominations. I've come to realize that there's only one God who we call Father. Now you can call him, you can call any other God all you want to, but I want to say that the word Father is holy and sacred from now on. And the reason why is because we can actually call God Father. He's not Allah. He's not Jehovah. Even though Jehovah is his name. If you know him as Father, there's something special about that. Amen. It really is. I had to look up that word. And I'm telling you, that word means a whole lot more than what I even dreamed of. I'm just telling you the truth. I looked it up. It, get this now. 
The word father comes from the Greek word pater. And, and check this out. It means one who imparts life. One who imparts life. The father imparts life. Okay? And is committed to it. You guys get that now? The father figure in our life is the one who wants to impart life. And he's committed to it. Okay? Now just check this out for a minute. How many father figures do you know? Or how many gods do you know? Who actually have that heart to give you life and then commit their life to make sure that you have that life. You understand what I'm trying to say here this morning? God just not this does not give me life, but he's committed to make sure that I've got that life. Amen? That's why he's telling me today that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I've begun a good work in you, and I will finish that work. He not only is going to impart life, but he's going to make sure and commit his life to your life so that you can have that life. He's committed to give you that life and to walk with you. Now, you all understand that this life takes a little bit of time to get to know I've been walking out this life for now 24 years, and I've come to realize that there's a whole lot more that I didn't know of. And yet God is now revealing to me even more. And he says, come on, Mike, I want to show you more about this life. You see, I'm committed to show you everything about this life. For I've given you all things that pertain to this life and, and godliness. Amen. But I'm telling you the truth. The Father is there to impart life. That's the whole reason for Father God is to give us life. For there's life in the Father. We know that. Even in 1 John, we know that God is the life. He is the one that spoke out the life. Through his lips came forth life. Came forth light. Came forth opportunity came forth structure, came forth all kinds of really neat things. And all that pertains to life. You know, when you go to Father God, if you guys lack anything, what does Jesus say? You can come to me, right? You can come to the Father through the Son and receive everything that you need. Amen? Whatever you ask. In my name, he says, ask the Father in my name, and you shall receive anything you need. For the Father is there to impart life, and he's committed to it. I love that. I love that God knows enough about me, and even as an individual, he wants to impart everything that he is into my life, and he's committed to it doing it. You guys hear what I'm saying? He's a, pro, uh, he's a progenerator. Bringing into being or to pass on the potential 
of his likeness. Okay? So this is what a father's job is to do. Okay? It, it's, his, it's his nature or his being to pass on the potential of his likeness. Okay? So his whole operation right now is to get to you and then to impart in you life. And not just life, but there's a, there's a potential uh, power in there that's going to commit that life into a likeness just like his own. Isn't that good? Amen. Now, guys, I'm telling you, this is the same life that Jesus had. It's the same life. Because we understand that Jesus was the exact image of God in heaven. Okay? Just like Jesus was saying in John chapter 14, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The exact replica of who the Father is, you see it in me. Okay? And so you no longer need to ask, uh, well, who is the Father? Because you can see Jesus and see the Father in Jesus. Okay? And then if we can go a little bit further, Jesus says that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. And we are one. But you also are in me. So that if you're in me, you're also one with the Father. You see? And that likeness is going to be, uh, not just dwells in you, but it's going to start permeating in your entire life. And it takes a little bit of time. I, I'm not lying, because the, that word disciple means that we're going to have to work things out. And, and that's going to take some time. But I'm telling you, I'm committed. I'm committed. Just as my father was committed to me, I'm committed into your life. To make sure that that life is imparted. To make sure that that life is going to be uh, generated in you. And then we're going to get that thing wound up. And then I want to see that life permeate everything that is about you. And then I want to see that life become a likeness of our Father in heaven. Amen. Amen. And I'm, not, I'm telling you the truth. When we get, get to that stage, guys and gals, when we can get to that stage, I'm telling you, good things are going to happen then. I'm telling you, because then we start seeing the, the ramification of the, of the power of God moving through our life, and we can be effective like we've never been effective before. Amen. I'm telling you, we need to get to that place of, of being in that likeness. You know, I don't want people to hear that I'm a Christian. I want people to see that I'm a Christian. I, I want people to see that Christ dwells within me. I want people to see that it's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live, I live on the faith. Because I want God to permeate me into his likeness. I want to so badly be like my father. Because my father loves us. And, and you know, he can't express himself any more than through a life that's committed. I, I'm telling you, I seen this the other day. And, and well, maybe I should back up just a little bit. Okay? Maybe I should back up just a little bit. Let's uh, read on uh, a little bit more here. Okay? Let's go on to verse number 8. 
Okay, Philip says to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus says to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Come on, guys. How long have we been with each other already? You know, I should be seeing Christ in you already. You see, you shouldn't have to be asking me, you know, if I'm a true Christian. You guys should already know. Hello. You know, we may not be walking but for a few days or for maybe a year or so, but you should already see Christ in me and in Christ in you. Amen? Amen. For he who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Verse number 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. You guys seeing this, right? Yes. And greater works than these will you do. Because I go to my Father, and whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You guys see that? Now, the Son is obviously there for a reason. Okay? And let's look at the aspects of the Son real quick. The word Son is the word wheels. Okay? It implies a mature son, not not a uh, not a child, but a mature son. Okay. Uh, the other word for for son is neopos, which in, in, includes children. Okay. But children or neopos children are are not ready yet. They're still under guardianship. They're still learning. Okay, but when Jesus went and was baptized and he went through that wilderness for 40 days and when he came back up out of that baptism, Jesus or God himself, God the Father spoke himself saying, I am well pleased with my son. Right? Now that word was wheels. And it implies that he is now ready to take on all authority. Okay? That the Father is placed to give him. Okay? All authority. And we read that in Matthew chapter 28. Uh, and, and you guys over there from Mission of Grace have been talking about that for the last couple of weeks. When Jesus says in Matthew 28 that all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Okay? Now go and make disciples of all nations. Okay? Why? Because Jesus has now become the Son. He wasn't uh, not necessarily the son before, but he has now become a son who is now in the exact image of his father, and his father's heart is in him. Okay? That's the one thing that I want to show you guys here today is we are not necessarily the father figures, but we can be sons in the kingdom. Amen? And the sons in the kingdom have the exact same likeness as their father. They spent time with their father. They ended up losing their, their identity so that they could become like their father. 
And everything Jesus did, everything that Jesus said was strictly underneath the realm of the Father. Everything that Jesus did, uh, he did only because his Father wanted him to do it. And he was well-pleasing in everything that he did. Now, I know that sounds kind of hard for us, but you know, it's not impossible. I'm telling you the truth. It's not impossible to be pleasing to my Father. It's not impossible for me to live a life of holiness and to continue in that life. Why? Because Jesus, we already found out just a few minutes ago that God's whole desire was to impart life unto me, and He's committed to live out that life through me. Amen? Amen. And if He's committed, I need to be committed. Amen? And I'm finding out the more that I'm committed, the more my likeness is changed into the likeness of my Father. And my life becomes more holy. My life becomes more sure. My walk is a walk that I'm proud of, that you're proud of too. And I know that not just every day, but I know on a continual basis I want my father to look down and say, you know what, son, I'm well pleased with you. You are doing what I want you to do. Your life is in me and I am in you. Come on, let's keep on going. Can you guys see something? God wants to impart life, but he can't impart life until you have that same life, until you have that same heart, the way your life is committed to him. And then he can use your life to commit others to the, having that same life. I'm telling you the truth. There's something there here today. I, I, and I want to just kind of open it up to where we can all see it. Okay? How many of us want to be like Christ? Amen. 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 Now, I know it's going to be rough. And I know it's going to be hard. But, you know, Jesus, the three and a half years with his disciples... I'm sure we can at least spend three and a half years together, amen? amen? And work on each other, love on each other, work out those differences, love uh, unconditionally, amen? amen? To where we can start walking together in that newness of life. If we're walking in the light as He is in the light, then the blood of Christ will cover us, uh, cover us all our transgressions, and we don't have to worry about it, amen? And, and that's the whole truth to living out this life in discipleship. It's so that one day we can become like Christ and live out that sonship arena to where we too have that life. We have that life. And that life is permeated in and through us. And then we can start going out and reaching out uh, to other people that need that life. I cannot give that life unless that life is uh, now being given out. But how hard is it for me to live out that life? It's hard. It's taken me 24 years, and I'm finally starting to understand. Okay? It's not that I didn't have it. I've had it. But it's just like with you guys, okay? You guys might get a, a brand new tool, and I'm not sure what kind of tool it is. But you guys might be given this brand new multi-million dollar tool. Do you know how to use it yet? No. Okay? But you're going to have to study. You're going to have to learn. You're going to have to apply yourself. And you're going to have to get that thing to where it's working. Not just working out well, but working out perfectly. Because you want that tool to be the, the best tool. 
Amen? Not just uh, to where you can use it half-heartedly and, and make some use of it. No, you want that tool to be used 100% of its full capacity. And that's the same thing with Christ in me. I want Christ to be used, me, using me at full capacity. I'm telling you the truth. I want to open up my life and let God use me in full capacity. I want to see the blind eyes open. I want to see the deaf ears open. I want to see the dead people rise from the grave. I want to see it. I, I'm, it's just not good enough that we can feed a few hundred people every month. It's just not good enough that we can go out to Haiti once a month. I want to see things change. God says that I can do greater works. God says that you can do greater works. I know we can do it. But we've got to get a hold of that life. And then we've got to be committed to that life. And then we've got to see God permeate our life to where no more sin is in us. No more sin. God hates the sin. It grieves his heart. It grieves his heart when his children disobey. It grieves his heart. And the reason is, is because the communication and the relationship is no longer there. But I thank Jesus for his blood. Amen. And I thank Jesus that he was committed to us. Yes. To make every opportunity possible. So that we can have that right relationship with God. And if we do sin, the blood is there to cover us. Amen? If we do sin, we do have an advocate who is going to be there on our behalf. Amen? Committed to us. Committed to us. Committed to us to make sure that we're going to get there where we need to be. Amen? But I have to say, are you committed to Christ? Are you committed to the cross? Are you committed to your Father's heart? Don't look at what you guys could be doing. Look at what you could be doing for your Father in heaven. You know, the, the whole passage in Matthew chapter 6 speaks on the ability of knowing that we need things. We know that we need things, but so does our Father in heaven. He knows before we even ask what we have in need of. That's why we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things that we're worried about will come into play. Amen. He'll give those things to us. We won't have to necessarily work for them because God is our Father. And we are his sons and daughters. We're not like the Gentiles. We're not, well, maybe we, well, maybe we are Gentiles. I'm telling you the truth, guys. This thing is opening me up. If my eyes, if I, if I know who I am, if I know who I am, then I know who my father is. Come on now. Think on these things. Are you a son or are you a Gentile? If you're a son, then you have all rights and privileges. All rights and privileges. You have everything for life and godliness. Everything. But if you're a Gentile, you are not even a slave. You're not even a servant. You are outside of the house. And there is no privileges. 
You can work all you want to, but as you know, everything goes right through your fingers. There is nothing there that's any good. And you can sweat and you can toil and you can cry out and nothing's going to happen. And the reason is, is because without God, you can do nothing. God got to be your father. If God's your father, then he's going to import something in you that you don't have right now. And that thing is called life. Jesus even said that the Son has life within himself, and he can give life to whomever he pleases. Amen? Man, if you don't have that life, you don't have the, you don't have the Son, and you don't have the Father either. As much as you can struggle, as much as you can fight, there's nothing there. There's no life. Because you need that life imparted to you by your Father. Amen? But your Father needs to give you what you need. Your Father needs to give you what you need. You can't do it. I, I tried to, guys. I tried to do it. I tried to do it. You know... Back when I, back when my father was a, uh, my, my dad was a, uh, alive, uh, he, he tried to impart into me uh, a, a business. And he gave me every tool. He taught me well. I can still do the work of a painter and be the very best at it. And, and that's no lie. The one thing that I wanted that I could not get was authority. I wanted it better. I wanted to be able to be that man that I wanted to be. But you know what? God is not going to impart into you authority until you're under authority. Amen. I'm just speaking truth. God will not give you the authority to be the man or woman you need to be until you're under authority. Because you have to be obedient. You know, if you give a disobedient child a little bit of power, he'll destroy himself and everyone else around him. Authority is nothing to be playing with. But it took me eight years of living off on my own, trying to be the guy that, you know, I, I felt like I could be, only realizing that I had to come back home. And I thank God that I came back home before it was too late. Because I was able to get back underneath that authority. And I told my father, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I was. I was willing to do whatever it took. And you know what he said? The debt has already been paid. Welcome home. I'm telling you guys, when you get that ring on your fingers and you don't deserve it, that's something special. When you get those shoes on your feet and you don't deserve it, that's something special. When you get that new robe of righteousness on you and you don't deserve it, that's something special. And I'm telling you guys, you've got to be careful. From that point on, you've got to be careful how you walk. You just can't be like you once were. You can't be what you once were because your father has given you authority. Your father has given you responsibility. Your father has given you a new life. And he wants you to do it with, uh, with uh, honor and power and dignity. He wants you to be righteous. 
He wants you to be holy. He wants you to be just. He wants you to work out all things in, in integrity. And if you can do this, he says there are many good things ahead. Am I right? For the road of the righteous leads to life. The road of the righteous leads to a life unbelievable. And, and you know what? My whole life has changed ever since then. The Lord led me into a, down a, a good pathway, which I am here today. And it's kind of strange. I got my sister and, and her family here, and I've got my brothers over here. I'm telling you the truth, guys. It ain't because of me. It's because of what God is doing in me. But as I'm being obedient, then he says he'll draw. Right? He'll do the work through me. I don't have to do anything. Just be obedient. And that's the exemplary life of Jesus is that he had been obedient the whole time. But see, coming out of darkness into light brings you into a place of obedience. Now just walk in that obedience. You got, how many of you guys want to see life? See life more abundantly. I ain't just talking, I ain't talking material stuff now. I, ain't talk, I, I don't care about material stuff. I want life abundantly. I don't want 100% of God the Father going through me so that wherever I go, no matter what I do, God is going through me and there are many things happening. You know? Man, we can change the whole world with just a little bit of obedience. Amen? Can you guys see what I'm seeing here today? It doesn't take a whole lot. Just giving your life away, though, is a big thing. I think that has been a turning point in our ministry, is that one song. It's been a hard song. But I'm telling you, I want to be that song. I just don't want to sing that song. I want to be that song. I want that song to permeate through me, to where Christ lives in me. And, you know, it, what are the words? I give myself away so that you can use me. How much do you want God to use you? 20%, 30%, 50%. Oh, he will. He'll use you at 20%. He will. I, I, I'm living proof. He'll use, he'll take whatever you're willing to give. He is. He loves you. But you know, once he starts using you, he wants a little bit more next time. Amen? He wants a little bit more the next time. And, and Lord willing, you're willing to give up a little bit more. After a while, it becomes like a drug. I'm telling you, when you start coming in here and, and, the, uh, and the mercy seat is right here in our presence, you don't want anything else but God. You know? Let me read this last thing here. And, uh, and we'll close. This is the creed that uh, I guess, I'm not sure if the creed is actually something that has been written out, but um, Rich Mullins had sung this song some years ago before he died. And uh, I, I just want to read it. It says, I believe in God, the Father. See what I'm saying? He's just not God anymore. He's not just Lord. He's God the Father. 
You see, he's added the father figure in there, and he knows who he is. Okay? I believe in God the Father, almighty maker of heaven and of earth. And Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, our Lord. Okay? He was the reason why the Father was able to get to me. See? Jesus had, or God had to go through Jesus, and then Jesus got to me. And now I'm going through Jesus to get to you. Amen? And hopefully you guys will go through Jesus to grab a hold of somebody else. Okay? He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified, dead, and buried. And on the third day, he rose again. I believe what I believe. I like this part. And it makes me what I am. Yes. I did not make it, for it is making me. I did not make it, for it is making me. And the very truth of God. Okay, it's the very truth of God and not the invention of any man. Okay? It's the very truth of God and this is not an invention by any man. This is the living power of God the Father living through the Son and bringing His expression through me. Amen? Amen? Can you guys grab a hold of it? Do you believe? That God is not just a God, but He's your Father. And He wants you to be a son. He wants you to be a daughter. So that He can live out His life, expressing His life and His love through you. Just as He did with Jesus, He wants to do the same thing with you. We don't have much time left. And there ain't a whole lot of Jesuses running around. I hate to say that. Amen. There's a lot of people Amen. that think they're Christians running around, but they ain't doing the will of the Father. I'm just speaking forth the truth. Many are going to come on that day saying, Lord, Lord. But they never called him Father, not once. They're calling him Lord, but they ain't called him Father, not once. And what, why is Jesus turning them away? It's because they are not doing the will of the Father. That's the only reason. You know, and the will of the Father is an expressed life of love. Showing forth his love to a dying world. Doing whatever we need to do. As soon as I go out through these doors, guys, I'm looking for an opportunity. Amen. Okay? I'm telling you the truth. I had to get my sister and her family out from here today. Amen. The reason is, is because I love them. Amen. If it takes me another 15 minutes, I, hey, it is no, of no big difference to me. I'm telling you, I'll go out of the way. If someone really wants to come, I'll go out of the way, won't I? I'll go out of the way. Why? Because my father goes out of the way for me. He really does. He goes out of the way for me. Okay? But being that I've been obedient, you know, man, he'll do great things for me. You know, a disobedient child now is kind of hard, you know, to do things. And the reason is, is because they're going to take what is good and, and make it right. It's hard. That's why God the Father hates that kind of stuff, because he wants to give you things. 
But he knows that if he gives it to you, you'll destroy yourself with it. That's why he's not, if you guys ain't reaching out and getting what you guys are needing, the reason is, is because there may be something in between you and your father. So make sure that it's right, like I was telling my brother. Make sure that it's right. I know that things are hard, but they don't have to be tough. Okay? Just get rid of the sin. Get rid of the sin. I know it's supposed to be hard, but it doesn't have to be tough. Okay? And the reason is, is because God wants, brings these circumstances into our life to mold us and to shape us. Okay? But I'm not going through hard times because of sin. I'm going through hard times because I need to mature. Hello? Maturing ain't sin, is it? No. It just means that sometimes i got to work a little bit harder. There's more responsibility at the next level, and so I'm going to have to learn how to deal with the next level. The Lord ain't going to leave me off in, in some just lucrative type place when I need to be up here. Hello? He's going to move me up to the next level, and he's going to commit to me and say, Listen, Mike, I'm here with you. I know you can't do it by yourself, but I'm going to give you what you need. Just come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this thing together. Amen? Can you guys get what I'm saying? I hope it. I'm hoping that you guys can see what I'm seeing here today. I, I, it, man, I'm still going to have to chew on this for a little while. But I'm hoping that you guys will chew on this too. Don't just take my word for it today. Dig deep into this thing. Man, I, I got so much scripture. You could take this thing for a while and just chew on the, the fatherhood of God. The, the sonship of Jesus Christ and how those two relate and then how the son has given us the same opportunity to be like him, to go about into all the world doing the same thing that he was doing on earth. I'm telling you, he wants us to be that way. It's just going to take a little bit of time that God has committed to your life just as much as he's committed to my life. Amen? Amen. Is this a good word? Yeah. 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 Yeah.